I'm Kendall Holmes. Hello. Hello, Matthew. You're on Sandwich Cast. Kendall Holmes, welcome to Sandwich Cast, the podcast where we talk about sandwiches. This episode, we're shaving some meat off the spit. Today, we're going to go way back to civilization's childhood and explore the Ur sandwich, the prototype for all filled bread meals to follow the pita. A pita is most likely the first shell for a filled bread meal we've come up to known as a sandwich. And uh, we will. Is that true? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Listen, according to Wikipedia, but I guess I never thought about it. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's like the first. Yeah, I mean, it's the first thing that people, you know, put in an oven that was based on you know based in flour. I mean, I think you know, I think the reason is simple that it's just easy to shape a a disc of flatbread than it is a loaf. You know, it's the first thing that people thought to do. And, you know, the first ovens were like kind of like tandoori style ovens. So they like kind of probably like slapped it on the side or whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, since people have already heard your voice, I might as well go ahead and introduce you, buddy. Um, today on the podcast, we have my good friend from New York, uh, Matt Acuzio. Did I say that right, buddy? Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Close enough. Goddamn Italians in your name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matt Acuzio. So, and Matt is a, uh, a white guy. So, you know, I, I couldn't find any Turkish people. I'm sorry, everybody. But I have my buddy who has New York credentials. And if you're going to be talking about shawarma, donor kebab, you know, gyros, you got to be from a big city because that's where. I mean, I put that stuff. shit up there with pizza. Yeah. But this ain't pizza. From, for, for New York. Street foods. <laughs> That's um, right. Chicken over rice, too. Oh, chicken over rice. The halal, anything the halal guys are doing. Halal. Yeah. yeah. Anything that's popping uh, off of that cart, I- I'm down with. I'm not standing yeah. in that line, though, man. That line, that one, what is it on like 52nd? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know, but that, that. I like, I haven't been to a cart in a while. I go to like the, just the bodegas around me because they have pretty good ones. You're like, I don't go to carts. I go into buildings, okay? I, <laughs> I go to the brick and mortar. <laughs> I want my shawarma off the spit, son. Not off some, not out of some steam, uh, steam table. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt. What, what, what you've been up to? Who are you? Uh, I work in the photo business, um, so I eat a lot of catering when I'm on set. Um, <laughs> mostly, I do I do post production now. Okay, uh, as like video, for, video or photo or uh, photos. Yeah. So I make fake photographs for a living, basically. Nice. I love your fake um, photographs. I love your following your face series. That one's awesome. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I I just got back uh, from Italy where I ate a lot of sandwiches. Awesome. Um, I went and, to you know, and, and, you know, I, I was looking at your, your photos, um, on Instagram as you were traveling, you got to tell me about the, the, the pig, the pig gut sandwich that you were, that shit looked real good. Oh, holy shit, dude. That thing changed. I mean, explain, that was explain it, it to me. the people. What was in it? 
So it's it's lower stomach, it's lower stomach of uh, I can't remember if it was beef or pork. Probably pork. Maybe beef though, because yeah. it was in Florence. And that's I feel like, like Italy is probably pork. Oh yeah, no, it's lower stomach, so it's beef. Oh, it's beef. Okay, beef has like all those. Stomachs. Oh, they got a, they got like eighteen stomachs. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They just have two. So, yeah, so they just have two guys. Yeah, I mean, I and I, it's just like uh, stewed, um, like like, like braised. It's yeah, braised and stewed, and um, and then they just put like Calabrian chili pepper sauce on it, and like a ton of parsley, and then put it in like a soft roll. It's it's so good. That sounds really legit. good. You know, that sounds like something you get in like the hood. To be honest, like yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> Like, hey, yeah. bro, let me get a pig uh, sandwich, man. Hey, before yeah, we move but, on, I mean, uh, there's a lot of that kind of shit over there. Go ahead, Dylan. You wanna you wanna plug the handle for your Instagram real quick? People might want to check. Oh, that sure. Out. My Instagram is Matochu. M A T O C H U. There you have it. Excellent. So um, I have like 800 followers. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I got I don't know 100. Don't you know? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm so bad at social media. Me too. Me too. But I decided to do a podcast. I do, go figure. Yeah, yeah. So check Matt's uh, Instagram out and know, check out those beautiful pictures. He is a, a he does post production for photos, but he's also a really good photographer. So thanks, bud. Indeed, indeed. And I want to thank you again for being on here with me. Um, sure. Let's, uh, let's let's get into it. What do you say? Let's get into it. All right. The reason why we're here. The indeed. main event. All right, let's talk about it. So, pita is the modern Greek word, not ancient Greek, the modern Greek word for Mediterranean-style flatbread. So, but I'll use it to refer to the type of flatbread found from Morocco to Kazakhstan, since it's the most popular. Do they call it something else? They do, definitely. But I'm just using that because it's the most popular usage in this country, you know? It's kind of like the word sandwich itself. You know, we talked about that in the first uh, episode. I don't really have anything else you know what I mean? It's just the best kind of placeholder to talk about sure. all yeah, the flatbreads. Yeah. So we're just going to call it pita from, from here on in. So this uh, leaven disc is found in North Africa, Greece, and its islands, the Balkans, Turkey, the Levant, and the Arab world, uh, not to mention India, southern China, and almost really anywhere early civilizations left their mark. For all the reasons we kind of talked about in the intro where it's just kind of the easiest shape to make with, with your dough and, you know, a quick way to just make a piece of bread. And, uh, you know, frankly, you know, every culture has a flatbread from like Russian blinis that you put like caviar and creme fraiche on northern European flam cooking that you can get in, you know, Germany and, you know, Belgium, places like that to focaccia and pizza in Italy and tortillas in Mexico. You know, everybody's and non non. Yep. Everybody's got a flatbread non and um, uh, roti. That's what I'm trying to think of. Roti. Yep. Paratha. Have you ever had paratha? Paratha, oh, yep. Delicious. So flaky and yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. But we're going to kind of stick to like the Mediterranean version of it. We're just kind of okay. stick in the Mediterranean region because that's kind of the, the the lineage we're talking about here. So pita predates even agriculture. Uh, there's evidence of flatbreads made from wild grains and Neolithic dig sites and fragments of like tandoor style ovens uh, that they made them in. Wheat and barley were amongst the first crops ever cultivated, so bread and beer were likely the first foods that agricultural humans ever made. Uh, and it, it, it's kind of, you know, intuitive if you think about it, you know, like yeah. if, if that's what they, if people are, you know, making flour from wheat, then what they're going to do is make some beer. Come on. They're going to make beer. Come on. They're going to make fucking beer. Let's be real. You know? Yeah. Um, and they're going to make uh, make bread. 
Gotta get that late night sandwich. Do better, right? Watch out for the saber tooth, though. The category of flatbread can be as broad as the planet itself, but we'll concern ourselves with the three sandwiches that somewhat mirror each other across the Mediterranean. The donor kebab, the gyro, and shawarma. Yes. The three big boys. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, well, that's a tough question. I like shawarma a lot, but I also really like donor kebabs. But yeah. the thing is, is like, I had a donor kebab in Bur- This is going to sound so douchey. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> I had a, a donor kebab in Berlin when I was there. Yeah. And they make them different. And I don't, it's like the sauce and everything. They just, it's completely much different. better. It's completely different. Yeah, it's yeah. completely different. I had a donor kebab when I was in Cologne, and I had one in uh, Frankfurt, too. And they were different. Yeah, they're really good in Germany. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. we'll get into that. But that's like, there's more there's more donor kebab spots in Germany, in Berlin than there are in Istanbul at this point. It's just like, it's just a, a, th- a German thing almost. At this. It's kind of like um the curry in 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 the UK. You know, they it's yeah. it's their dish now, you know, and it, you know, brought to them through immigration, you know, colonialism, I guess, in in, in the case of the UK. <laughs> um But around yeah. around my town it's Euro or uh shawarma. Yeah, yeah. In New York it's Euro shawarma, and honestly, it's shawarma. Um you can get Euros, but you you'll more readily find shawarma, I feel like. And um, we'll get into and the gyro meat is kind of like rubbery most of the time and weird. Yeah, if you want a good gyro, you got to go to like Detroit or Chicago. Astoria. Uh, we have yeah. a pretty good. Yeah, go out to Queens. Uh, we have a pretty good gyros in Cincinnati, believe it or not. We got we got a decent like size Greek population here, and I've and I know a few spots that are really good. So the mother of this style of sandwich is the donor kebab from Turkey. All the other Mediterranean flatbread sandwiches kind of come from that. Um, And it's all due to Turkish immigration, Turkish people going around the world, starting restaurants, and then it being adapted through the cultures that of the countries that they're in. So, you know, as usual, didn't really feel like doing a ton of rigorous research. So we're going to start off (laughs) with everybody's favorite dubious fact site, Wikipedia. Nice. All right. So, you know. Of course, as always, this is a jumping off point. If you we, should start your own Wikipedia called Wikipedia. Which that's <laughs> just that's just yes. See, this is why I have you on. This is beautiful. <laughs> I love this. I'm Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. All right, now, we're gonna go ahead and TM that right now. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's it's a uh, yeah yeah. Buy that uh, <laughs> buy that domain. Buy that domain name for sure. I love it. All right. So let's uh, let's just read a little bit about what Wikipedia says about a donor kebab. All right. So donor kebab is a type of kebab, of course. Uh, and a kebab is really any type of roasted meat. It doesn't have to be on a skewer. It's just roasted meat, basically. Uh, and it's made of meat cooked on a vertical rotisserie. Um, seasoned meat stacked in the shape of an inverted cone is turned slowly on the rotisserie next to a vertical cooking element. The operator uses a knife to slice thin shavings from the outer layer of the meat as it cooks. This is one of the reasons I really so love it. So wait, I got a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just sort of like wrapped my head around this. It's like ground beef, right? No. Ground whatever. No, it's, it's not. not. That's that's a gyro. But uh, okay. the donor and the shawarma is literally slices of lamb, usually, or chicken. Just piled on top piled of each other and then sliced other. thin. That's it. Got yeah. it. And it, you know, And when you slice it, you get like nice little like, you know, little strips that go really well in the sandwich because of the way you cut it off of it, you know? 
And what's so cool about I just love it's it's like so fucking elegant. I feel like this disarrangement, like just like this thing, and they just kind of come and like shave some off and whip it up for you real quick. You know, it's just a, a um like presentational. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love I love it too because as they cut it that exposed layer gets the flame and it gets roasty. So nobody ever gets a, p- a piece that isn't like fully Maillard and fully caramelized. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. beautiful. It's a beautiful technique. It's a completely egalitarian sandwich. Well, it, you know what it is? It's a great retail sandwich. It's a great, cause everybody gets the same thing just from the nature of how the, the meat is roasted. You know what I mean? Nobody gets the better part. Nobody, you know what I mean? Everybody gets the turnover is great. That's it. No fun intended. Hey, the rotisserie <laughs> was invented in the 19th century Ottoman Empire, and dishes such as Arab shawarma, Greek gyros, Canadian donair, which I had never heard of until I read this Wikipedia article. And Mexican, I'm reading it right now. Yeah, yeah, and Mexican al pastor are derived from this. And al pastor is interesting because that's pork, very haram. I don't know what these Lebanese people in Mexico were doing, but. Probably just using what they had to use. That's what it was. Alpash the word is done like that. It's done on a spit. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a vertical spit specifically. Yeah. And you know, what they do is they layer uh slices of pork shoulder with pineapple. Right. And and then they put like a pineapple on top and that juice just kind of bastes the whole thing as it's roasting. I fucking love Al Pastor. Jesus yeah, Al Pastor is good. Yes. All right. Uh, the modern sandwich variant of donor kebab originated and was popularized in 1970s West Berlin by Turkish immigrants. Um, this was recognized by the Berlin based Association of Turkish Donor Manufacturers in Europe in 2011. Uh, nowadays, there are more donor kebab stores in Berlin than Don Domes. Don Domes. Where my don heads at? <laughs> don heads in the house. See, I can't have you on there. This this podcast is over. You're done. <laughs> the sliced meat of a donor kebab may be served on a plate with various accompaniments. I don't know why you do that. Uh, stuffed into a pita. That's what you should do. Or other types. And their of pita is weird too. Well, like the donor pita is like super specific. It's more like a lavash, right? It's like um, yeah, kind of thin. And um, there's a spot here in Cincinnati that makes that style of flatbread, and it's so good. Uh, or uh, So stuffed into a pita or other type of bread as a sandwich or wrapped in a thin flatbread, such as a lavash or a yufka. I think yufka is what it's called in Iraq, I believe. And when it's rolled up like that, they call it a, a durum, uh, or it's got a couple of umlauts, so maybe like durum. Uh, and it literal, literally means roll or wrap in Turkish. Um, so. Okay. We got something a little different here than we normally have uh, on Sandwich Cast. I have some names. Uh, normally, it's like, who the hell knows who invented this sandwich? You know, I think we had a couple of people we could uh, credit when we were doing the French dip. But this one is very specific. Uh, so some dude named Kadir Nerman in the early 70s uh, introduced the sandwich uh, in rap form and uh, became popular around the world as a fast food uh, dish sold by kebab shops. And it's often simply called a kebab. And, you know, you go into any, uh, you know, shawarma spot and they'll you can just get kebab on there or you can get to shawarma or you can, you know, they always have options and how you can get your sandwich. I don't know why you get anything but the shawarma, personally. Uh, that's just me. Actually, and the shawarma is beef, Hold on, falafel, right? falafel, please. I do like falafel. Uh, falafel. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, like no, falafel. Shawarma, shawarma can be beef uh, and 
I feel like when you get outside of places like New York and Detroit, it is beef. It should be lamb. That's what I. That's what I typically. That's. I feel like that's. The, I've seen a lot less lamb out here. Just saying, I, they've like ever. It's either chicken or beef. I feel like maybe the price of lamb might just be. That's that's you know, very possible. Crazy right now. Yeah, I just know that traditionally it was lamb. That's what they were doing in the you know. 17th yeah, no, that's what it used to be. And, yeah, absolutely, and that's what I want. I want the lamb. It's a little more tender. It's got a little gaminess. I like that. It goes really well with like the tahini. I just feel like those flavors really meld very nicely. For sure. Beef can get like I find often when it's a beef um, shawarma, it's a little tough sometimes or you get like some of those like sinewy bits from the beef. So if there's and then a choice, like dry all the time. Yeah. But if there's a choice, I get the chicken just because it takes the seasoning a little better and it doesn't it's not so dry as the beef. Beef can dry out really easily. Um, so, you know. It's sold around the world as a fast food dish, sold by kebab shops, and it's often simply called a kebab. The sandwich generally, and this is where we get into it, contains salad or vegetables, which may include a tomato, lettuce, sometimes cabbage, uh, onion with a sumac or lemon, fresh or pickled cucumber, and then like usually some type of chili sauce, uh, like some type of weird white sauce that may be tahini and maybe like um, a tomb or something, you know. It just depends. Is that Zeki sometimes? Yeah, if you're if you're getting a zero, it'll be Satsiki probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's see here. Here's a little history. Uh in the Ottoman Empire, at least as far back as the 17th century, stacks of seasoned sliced meat were cooked on a horizontal rotisserie. The vertical rotisserie was introduced no later than the mid-19th century. So, you know, in when things started to modernize, I imagine, you know, they I wonder. I wonder why. I never found a reason. Uh, even though I did actually kind of look space, for a reason. Man. I was thinking space. Yeah, I was thinking it's just easier to run a shop with a vertical. Another thing is that it bastes the meat a lot better when it's vertical. You don't lose your drippings into the fire. Yeah, you're not losing your drippings, right? right. Yeah, you know, so it just kind of runs down the meat, and you know. And then it usually has a well you can collect the drippings and you can probably just pour it back over periodically, you know? So does that mean a cut off of the bottom of the rotisserie would be different from a cut off the top? Well, no, because it's not like it's sitting in the juice. It's, yeah. it's raised up off of it. You know, they don't, the spit has a, has like a disc on the bottom that's like stops, you know, yeah. that bottom slice, you know, and there's some space between, you know, the bottom of the disc and the, and the actual, you know, surface where the juice is collected. And it's also where, like, when they shave it, that that space is where, like, the meat falls and then they collect it with this, like, scooper thing, you know? Um, like I said, it's very presentational. I love it. Yeah. You get, a, you, get a little, you get a little show with your sandwich. Yeah, I can see, like, booths being set up on the streets of Istanbul and people, you know, you know, I, I got an image in my head. I can see that, you know? Um, Matt, what you drinking, man? We record wet. I'm not drinking anything right now. I didn't, oh, I didn't know that you guys... Record wet. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I should've, I should've, <laughs> Next time. I should have told you. I should have told you. We got it. We 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 got a gosa here, man. We're we, you know since we're you know we're so Germany adjacent. I was like, let me get some gosa. You know. You got some. Oh, I love a gosa. Me too. I love a salty. Oh man, salty coriander. Uh, you know what? I, I don't. I'm, I'm sick of the like gosas where it's like I don't need watermelon in my gosa. I don't need blood orange. You know what I mean? Just give me the... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, and they always do way too sour. Gosa shouldn't be dumb sour. It should just be slightly tart, you know? Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about Gosa. We're talking about this donor kebab, okay? Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Take that shit over to Beer Cast. Thank you. 
The town of Bursa in modern-day Turkey is often considered the birthplace of the vertically roasted donor kebab. All right. I feel like this is where, like, I get a little, like, Wikipedia dubious. It's like, really? I don't know. I f- it's like the thing. It's like the uh, peanut butter jelly or, you know, the ham sandwich, you know. Did Bob Sandwich really make this for? I feel like somebody else did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like people have been doing this for a while, and this is the person who somehow got the credit, you know? Now, that being said, you know, tech, this is a technologically kind of dependent sandwich, you know? So if the technology wasn't available to the 19th century, it's probably easy to find out where it was. And according to Wikipedia, it's the town of Bursa. And that's the vertical spit. That's the vertical spit specific. That's with the heat coming from one side. You got it. And it and it's doing the rotation thing. You got it. And, you know, I can see that, you know, you build a, a, a hearth fire and it's real easy to just put a horizontal spit over it, you know, and just do your thing, you know? Right. All right. So a version popular in the Arab world became known as shawarma. Uh, by at least the 1930s, it had been brought overseas and was sold in restaurants in Mexico by Lebanese immigrants. Uh, and we know what that turned into eventually. Doner kebab likely arrived in Greece, likely arrived in Greece in the 20s with the population exchange between Greece and Turkey, later transforming into gyros. That's funny. You know, I would you would think that it would arrive in Lebanon before it arrived in 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 Greece. Yeah. But Greece and Turkey are very like culturally aligned often, you know, like they kind of they hold that like, you know, that northeast corner of the of the Mediterranean down kind of together over there. Yeah. And I think there's always been a lot of cultural exchange. I mean, there has been. I mean, they that's who did the Greek Greeks fight all through ancient history. You know, the Persian Empire, the you know what I mean? And then who did the, uh, you know, um, Prussians fight the Ottoman Empire? You know, so it, it makes sense that there's a lot of exchange between these people, you know? You're right. It wasn't not until a century after its invention that donor kebab was introduced and popularized in Istanbul, made uh, most famously by Beti Guller. Sure. His restaurant <laughs> first opened in 1945, was soon discovered by journalists and began serving donor and other kebab dishes to kings, prime ministers, film stars and celebrities. It has been sold in sandwich form in Istanbul since at least the, the mid 60s. So it sounds like this, like when this popped off, this was like a fad almost like, yeah, like they, yeah. Um, you know, it's like post-war, you know, Germany. I'm at or are we talking about? See, I'm not sure if we're talking about Germany or Turkey here. In the, it wasn't really clear in the in the article. I think we might be talking about Turkey. I mean, I don't I don't know much about Turkey's art scene, but I just um, I love the idea of you know movie stars chowing down on donor kebabs back then. Oh hell yeah! It's That's like um, funny. It, it reminds me of like you know you go into the like the the great New York pizza spot and they'll be like, oh shit, is that a James Redhorn from the game out there or like? Yeah, oh, yeah. Whoa, look. When they get caught eating it with a fucking knife and fork, and yeah. they canceled. <laughs> and you're done. You're canceled. <laughs> you never working this time that, again. Give that to Pizza Rat. He deserves it better. Yeah. Remember Pizza Rat? I do remember Pizza Rat. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll I'll try to bring up um totally irrelevant internet stuff. Fucking <laughs> YouTube videos. That's right. <laughs> 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 All right. So the donut kebab and his derivatives uh, served in a sandwich form as fast food came to worldwide prominence in the mid to late 20th century. Uh, First donor kebab shop in London opened in 66, and they were a familiar sight in provincial cities by the late 70s, 
while euros were already popular in Greece and New York City. Uh, New York City by the 70s. Uh, a Greek-Canadian variation, the Donair, was introduced in 72 and eventually became the official food of Halifax. Had no idea. And spread across the country. Uh, by the 60s, the Taco al Pastor in Mexico had evolved from the shawarma. So what surprised me so much when reading this was how recent all this was. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Yeah, you know, this is this is a 20th century invention. And, you know, in many this ways. This is a young street food. Mm-hmm. Real young, and you know, I mean, at least in the you know the kind of scope of cuisine as a whole, right? I mean, this happened yesterday, basically. But yeah. once again, as we said at the beginning, you know, it can't be that young, really. It's just that this iteration, you know, is recent. You know, this kind of because the pita's been around forever. You know, yeah. This this way of putting it together is new. So uh, in Germany, the Doner Kebab was popularized by Turkish guest workers in Berlin in the early 70s. Uh, the dish developed there from its original form into a distinctive style of sandwich with uh, abundant salad, vegetables, and sauces. Kind of already said that. And sold in large portions at affordable prices. That would soon become one of the top-selling fast food and street food dishes in Germany and much of Europe and popular around the world. All right, so that was uh, the Wikipedia section. I'd, maybe we should get like some some like music, some intro and outro music for the stupid Wikipedia section. You know, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a little sound clip. We can hit a button yeah, of yeah. like now from Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. Or just w- 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 Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a reggae. <laughs> or even I was just gonna say just a reggae air horn. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, do that. I'll, I'll work on getting the soundboard. We'll, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <get there. laughs> oh man. So yeah, that's uh that's the Wikipedia. Um, you know, we, it, it was kind of covered in Wikipedia, but we always have a what's in it section. So we'll just, we'll just you know go back over it. You know, uh, I made much about the pita as the base of the donor kebab, you know, and shawarma and gyro, but the vertically roasted slight slices of meat are, are just as integral as that bread. Right. I mean, they're, yeah, that's those are the two stars of the show. For absolutely, sure. yeah, and you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna diminish the effect of the beautiful like salad that comes in it. You know, it's right. uh, like the combo of like lettuce or cabbage. Usually, I don't. If there's cabbage in it, I'm, I'm gonna walk out of that place. It should be. Like, I like cabbage in it. I, I like raw cabbage in it. Yeah, I'm, I, I especially like pickles in it. Yeah, I want honestly. some pickles. Yeah, so lettuce, cabbage, lettuce or cabbage, tomato and onion. Uh, sumac or lemon. I've seen it with sumac and lemon. So, I mean, you know, they both have that lemony, sour kind of kind of situation. Sumac, I feel like, is more like traditional, maybe. Yeah. Fresh or pickled cucumber and a, a variety of sauces, which can include, which can include, uh, like in Israeli versions, like they'll put tahini in it. Um, like in like the shawarma, it's usually like a tahini sauce. Like it's like tahini mixed in with like a, a creamy sauce. In a gyro, it's usually There's an sauce. insane uh, Lebanese spot near me that does it with that kind of sauce. It's really good. Semka, shout out to Semka. Oh, Semka, I like that. There's a, there's a spot I used to go to, and like they're like, you know, they were, it was one of the spots they just kind of hurry you along in a line. Like, okay, buddy, okay, buddy, white red sauce, white red sauce, white red sauce. Yeah, white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, white and red, yeah. The red sauce or white sauce, both. Right. Everything. <laughs> everything, bro. Put it everything. On. Everything. Make it wet, son. I want this to be as wet as a French dip. I want this to fall apart. That's first right. Bite. This should be just be a mess. This should be a wet fucking sandwich. This is a wet ass sandwich. Absolutely. Yeah, it is a wet sandwich. Wow. And then usually it's like it, pita bread is like not the best 
stay together no kind of shit no but it but it does like it it does a decent job of sponging it up it's not a it's got some porousness to it that can hit it it also kind of has a, a not a slick surface but like a kind of non-porous surface so it can get messy it'll like run out the back if it is too wet yeah if you get a if you get a crack that's that's game over oh yeah you just got to finish the sandwich from there you just gotta eat it as fast as possible and just shove it down your face that's it because it's gonna fall apart um one thing i've had a version um i can't remember what ethnic kind of version it was but there was tomb in it are you familiar with tomb no i don't know that it's kind of like a really garlicky mayonnaise like it's like a egg, it's like an egg white condiment that has like a ton of raw garlic in it to the point of that it's super spicy. Yeah, so Sen- good. Semka sends me jars of that stuff. Yes, a little uh, take out things of that stuff. Yeah, that, it's like incredibly. It's like more garlic than mayonnaise. Yes, there's a spice. It's almost like garlic paste. It yeah, but it's like it's light and fluffy almost like because they whip up the egg whites really 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 far. Um, there's a spot in L.A. called Zanku Chicken. And they'll give you a they'll give you some of that sauce on the side, and it's just like, this is so good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Beck Beck shouts out Zanku Chicken in that song, Deborah. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, 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 I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's from LA. Uh, and there's usually a pepper sauce or like just like chopped peppers or something. Oftentimes there'll be hummus or baba ganoush in like the Arab versions. Um, you know, this is this is a sandwich that can kind of take a lot of variation. And it's still very recognizable for what it is, no matter what you kind of do to it. Uh, it's it's got a lot of like uh, um, you know personal integrity. You know, the sandwich knows who he it's is. It's a favorite. Yeah, it's a favorite of mine. It might probably. be my favorite sandwich. It might be. I wouldn't go that don't, far. Don't but don't it's, tell it's me that there. it is yet because I'm going to ask you that question later. But this oh, might, okay. this, <laughs> this might be my favorite sandwich don't quote me on that sandwich land I, i'm just saying right now now that we're talking about it i bet you say that every episode about every sandwich no i don't say that to all the girls it's okay <laughs> but you should have heard him during the peanut butter jelly episode he's like this is a fucking disgusting it's a sandwich. terrible sandwich it really is. <laughs> you don't like peanut butter jelly sandwich not particularly i mean once again you know I did decide to start a podcast about sandwiches. So if you hand me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I mean, I mean, I haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a year, like. Decade, I mean, I think that says it all. If you haven't chosen to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it's not you ain't you ain't feeling it that much. Right. It's for children, is what we determined. <laughs> it is for children. <laughs> it's, it's for children. Yeah. And you know, people with no teeth. It's for it's for non foodies for idiots. That's right. That's for, part of Kendall's normal categorization is like, this is a fucking man sandwich. Yeah. This is a child sandwich. <laughs> child sandwich. Man sandwich, child sandwich. This is an adult ass sandwich. Yeah, yeah. This is a sandwich for uh, the grown and sexy. This sandwich is rated R if they lose. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> PB&J is PG at, at best. Dude, I, I would say it's G. Well, that, that's why I was at best, you know. It's completely inoffensive. Yes, absolutely. Um, texturally, flavor-wise, it's the most non-offensive sandwich I can think of. I don't know. Then again, a lot of people are allergic to peanut butter. So. That's true. That's so true. Maybe, maybe not. PB&J will be out here killing <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, it's a killer. It's actually a killer. <laughs> it is a killer. It's a slight killer. It's, you didn't know. He's that neighbor who gets arrested one day. You had no idea. All right. So so who invented it? Uh, as per usual, it's uh, really hard to say. But as the Wikipedia kind of illustrated, there are a few names, you know. 
But, you know, there's no real written record of who did what in the pre-agricultural and early agricultural ages. So, you know, we have to kind of take the names from the 19th century and the 20th century that we were reading about. And, uh, you know, I guess we kind of have to give it to them. But, you know, there are a couple of names we can kind of mention who that kind of contributed to this uh, to this sandwich in one form or another. So there's a uh, cookbook author named Ibn Sayyar Awarak. Uh, and he compiled, compiled the first known Arab cookbook, uh, where the first mention of kebab is. So, you know, I'm not saying that Ibn Sayyar Awarak invented it, but he's the first one who mentioned the word kebab when he was in context to recipes. And as, as per Wikipedia, donor kebab most likely originated in 17th century Ottoman Empire Turkey. Uh, the proto donor was called Kag kebab. And it comes from Eastern Turkey in the uh, Erzurum. Uh, hold on, let me say this right. Erzurum province. However, uh, the town of Bursa, as we mentioned before, claims the invention of true donor, which is the vertically roasted version. So, you know, the cog kebab was the we're at the family, you know, feast, and we got a hearth, and we put a horizontal spit over it and cut it off and have us have a you know some shawarma. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I'm sure that was just beef and or meat and bread, yeah, lamb. For sure. Lamb yeah. for sure. And you probably had like metze style plates with like vegetables and that type of thing. And you kind of you could put it together as you want it. You know, you probably would like rip pieces of pita and grab stuff like you do when you're eat, you know, when you're eating like like Ethiopian food or, you know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was prop, it was communal eating. That's an interesting thing. Would you consider that Ethiopian um, meal like a, like a sandwich? Well, we kind of what's, what's that bread called? Uh, injera, 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 right? Injera, right. yeah. Um, well, I would say this kind of harkens back to a conversation we were talking about during the ham sandwich episode when we were asking that question about charcuterie plates. Um, <clears throat> at best, it's a deconstructed sandwich, I'd say. Um, but I think it's fundamentally something different because you're not, you know, it's an idea. The idea with you know. Ethiopian meals and with this kind of cod kebab that we're talking about is to sit down with people and enjoy it as a kind of a communal situation. A sandwich is all you, baby. You don't need nobody else. <laughs> a sandwich is, is is meant to be on the go. Grab it. Go back to go back to work. Go back to play. You know, so, yeah. you know, maybe in form. Yes, they're related, but culturally they do different things. Now, this is kind of an offshoot question, but like is there a sandwich that you know of that gets constructed in a giant like middle piece that gets cut for like everybody takes one piece of it? A muffaletta is kind of like that. Okay. Um, oh yeah, that's a giant ass. It's a big sandwich old sandwich, and cut. you usually buy them in like quarter or half half pieces. Um, I have. I mean, like Jersey Mike's will do that for you. It's true. <laughs> They'll but make you a big old thing, though, sandwich. Like, I eat giants, so it. A giant Jersey Mike is all still me. Fair. <laughs> me too. I'll crush the shit out of a giant Jersey right. Mike. I don't think there's been a podcast has gone by, a podcast episode where we have not mentioned Jersey Mike. Every every episode I've <laughs> Jersey Mike's is that shit, dude. Jersey Mike's is kind of the... Um, I've never had it. Well, you, I've always wanted to stop. Well, you know, I mean, you, but you've been to the shore though, right? And you've been to a sandwich shop on the shore, I imagine, right? Uh, I mean, I've been to a Wawa. I think that counts. <laughs> it's, it's pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Does Jersey Mike's also sell gas? 
No, unfortunately <laughs> not. No trucks there. Uh, I mean, actually, I don't know. I don't. I, not not in Ohio. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure it does. Yeah. I think Jersey Mike's is. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to try it. Jersey Mike's is, is like definitely like the epitome of like greater than the sum of its part because that's some shitty bread. The <laughs> the uh like meat is is just you know it's just cold cuts meat it's not like super high quality or anything lettuce blah 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 you're not selling it so far you, but you put that shit together bro and there's nothing like it what do you mean you put it together I mean they put you it tell together. them exactly what you want <laughs> they they yeah you, the royal you the the editorial you you know okay yeah right know, when it's put together okay Mr Language Police. But it is nice. Like they, they've got a they've got a slicer <laughs> behind the counter. You know, it's not like a like a cold bin full of like pre-sliced stuff. Yeah, no, they slice it to order, and they're always real friendly. They're all super nice. They're very nice people. They're like every time. Yeah, they're this, excited to make you a sandwich. Those dude. stoners love making sandwiches. They really do, man. All right, it's always some like some high school kids in there, man. So they actually slice it though. That's yeah, no, good. they slice it right off of the the log or what do you call it, the yeah. loaf, whatever. And anything that's hot is freshly grilled back there too. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's and they do it quick somehow. I don't mean it's they don't f around. They got a good system. But uh, this isn't an episode about Jersey Mike's. This is an episode. About- <laughs> Are you going to do an episode <laughs> just about Jersey Mike's? You should do an episode in Jersey Mike's. You know what? If they ever, if we keep this going, I think that might be an inevitability. Jersey Mike, hit us up, bro. Yeah, what you doing, Jay Mike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so <laughs> anyway, uh, I love the idea of the vertically roasted uh, spit, you know, just because it's like you can trap the fat a little better. It's self-based and you just, you don't end up with too dry a product, you know what I mean? I imagine as it's roasting over the, the spit horizontally, you're dripping Fat into the fire is flaring up, and you're risking over overcooking it. All that stuff. You probably have to be. You probably have to have somebody just watching it like that. When you have it on the vertical thing, let it let it spin, baby, and you're good to go. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So I think the vertical um, spit just makes it more more tender and juicier and more flavorful. So Greece got the gyro from Turkish immigrants in the 20s. Uh, it's also derived from donor kebab. And the Arab world borrowed this technique in the 30s to create shawarma. Um, and, you know, some of the best versions of shawarma come from the Levantine region, Israel, uh, Lebanon, Palestine, and Iraq. Iraq has a very awesome uh, food tradition. And apparently, that's some of the best uh, shawarma you'll ever have is in Iraq. You know, you know what shawarma means? I don't. It literally translates in the style of the shepherd that's awesome so there you go it is lamb so it's shepherd style sandwiches yeah i love that yeah that's so awesome yeah because i could see this setup in a meadow you know with the you know next to a tent you know with with shepherds and their flock behind them and you know i could i could i could see that pastoral scene in my mind but we are talking about the 30s, so I don't know. Maybe that's not how, how, <laughs> maybe that's not how it went down. <laughs> um, all these cultures uh, found their citizens in countries all over the world. Uh, Donut Kebab had already transformed into shawarma and gyro in Arabia and Greece, respectively. And then Lebanese immigrants uh, moved to Mexico to create tacos al pastor, uh, specifically in Puebla, which is not far from Mexico City. That kind of blows my mind. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, you never know where stuff comes from and how stuff's connected. And I I mean, this is one yeah. of the things I love about this podcast and other kind of like historically minded podcasts. You're just like, well, shit. 
everything is connected, isn't it? <laughs> Somehow, you know, we're 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 just like a um we're just like a ball and there's you know, you can only go so many places, right? And you can and you're gonna you're gonna mingle with people, you know? And things- I would have never pegged the yeah, the taco. Yeah. Well you're not gonna go to um Mexico and be able to like completely remain halal, I think. I think you know what I mean? Like they just eat pork out, no. man. Like and just how it is. No. You gotta adjust in you know, in many ways. But I'd love to get into that story a little more. So maybe when we do our controversial taco episode, we can kind of oh yeah get into that. The, the taco episode is going to be controversial. Well, because is a taco a sandwich? It is on sandwich gas, but you know. Who do you have uh, coming on for that? Oh, buddy, that's so far in the future. I don't even know what I'm doing. This week. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you gotta have a wild card. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like, huh? hopefully a Mexican. That would be nice. Somebody, oh yeah, somebody sure. who actually can you know talk from a, a place of uh, of culture and a Mexican chef would be ideal. So I have to, you know, reach out to some people and, and see what we can, we can drum up, you know, I'm going to get Rick Bayless on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he loves Mexican food, man. And you know what? He knows how to make it. Yeah. He's good. Although, at it. although he put his foot in his mouth a couple weeks ago, talking about the bear. You, you, you see, see what he said? He's, he was, I didn't, about, no. he was like, yeah, he said the bear was like, was bad for uh PR for restaurants. It's like, man, shut the fuck up. The bear. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, why? Yeah. Why? Because, it, you know, there's just showing kind of the toxic nature of a lot of parts of it, but that's, that's how they, that's how it is. Like, I'm sorry. That, that show is, I've worked in restaurants. That shows, that shows accurate, accurate AF. And let me tell you, it's also, he's talking about, it makes it look bad, but like I cried like three times watching this shit, man. It's so, there's so many sweet moments on that show where people are like doing such beautiful things for each other. I don't know. I didn't quite understand that. It gave me the anxiety that one can only find working in a restaurant. Agreed. But I've almost always worked front of house, so I don't really have that. I've never really experienced that anxiety because I also realized that like at, you know, pretty early on in my restaurant career that like, there's like literally nothing at stake here. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're just feeding wealthy people. And if you mess something up, it's always an opportunity to kind of, you know, go above and beyond. So there's almost no mistakes in many ways, unless you start panicking, you know? Sure. Now, I know it's very different for the kitchen than it is for front of house. That that doesn't apply to the kitchen. I mean, I've never worked in a kitchen, but I like... You, you better know, do it right. I've, <laughs> That's I've, <laughs> yeah, I've, I imagine it's really tough, but yeah, yeah I, I had all that kind of anxiety working in front of house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, on a busy night, it can get a little it can get a little hectic, a little nervous, but I would always just like kind of be like, okay, wait a minute. Calm down, blah, blah, blah. Are you, you just, the, in, in, in my mind, the key to good service is being in communication with the people you're serving, letting them know what's going on. You know, if you can't get somewhere, take five seconds and let them know that you cannot get there right now, but you will be there soon. That buys you so much time. Well, yeah, I mean, you and the people you're serving are, they're like, you're, you're, you're experiencing time completely differently. Absolutely. It's the difference between, you know, leisure and work and in one in one place, you know? Yeah. And uh, maybe that's what draws me to it so much. That's an incredibly interesting dynamic, you know, because I'm working, but I'm working for your pleasure, you know? Um, 
I'm a I'm a prostitute in many ways. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, like I'm 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 there. I'm using my body and my mind to, you know, entertain to offer you a sensual experience. Absolutely. That's it. And another thing I've always thought is that the restaurant service particularly is a like kind of forgotten wing of the entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of the same kind of, uh, what, is, what am I trying to say? It's like the same like concepts and the same patterns and same kind of ways, you know, you are, you, you have your pre-shift mail, you rehearse the show starts when the restaurant opens, you're on stage you go backstage, you, bring, you know what I mean? It's very, it's very analogous, you know? Your boss is trying to screw you on a couch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's a lot like showbiz. It is. It's a very, it's very much like showbiz. Um, and, you know, we're all, we're all players in, in that, when you work in that industry. But, you know, uh, I, I love it. I, I, I did theater in high school, so it kind of makes sense that, you know, I, I would find that connection. Yeah. So, you know, that's shawarma for the most part. Uh, it is, like I said, probably my favorite sandwich. It's beautiful. I really love the history of it. I love the way that it's all interconnected with the Mediterranean world. It's a pretty sandwich too. Like visually, it's like a pretty sandwich. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's it's um, it looks like you. It just looks like you really want to eat it. Like you know what I mean. Like even when it's poor, like you bite into it and it's bad. Before you bit into it, you were like, oh hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you bite into it and you're like, oh man, it's dry. Damn it. Yeah, it's dry. <laughs> and it, that, it can be pretty disappointing in that way. And I think that's the best way to fuck this sandwich up is it, the meat's dry. There's not enough, you know, condiments on Sauce. it. There's not enough yeah. you know, uh, vegetables on it. I really like a, I like, I like my sandwiches um, fresh tasting with a lot of lettuce and a lot of tomato. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this this sandwich has more opportunity than most to be like a very fresh absolutely sandwich. Another reason I love Jersey Mike's, I go there, I say, "Give me, extra, oh god, here we give go, give me extra lettuce," <laughs> and they always do, and it's beautiful. <laughs> All right, man. So, um, who eats this? Who eats a shawarma, a donut kebab, and a gyro? Uh, well, all of Europe, North Africa, Turkey, and the Arabian Peninsula, uh, in America. Uh, New York City, Chicago, and Detroit are hubs for many versions of Euro and Shawarma. Detroit, I, I was in Detroit and I had I had really good. I think it was like a Yemeni place. Yes, I had that I had like really good amazing um, uh, food at an Iraqi place, and I had a really good food at um, at like a, at a at a Yemeni place as well. And it, and it was uh, dishes I'd never seen before too, because you know there's it's in New York, it's not Yemeni people you see. You see Lebanese people most. Um, Mostly Lebanese in the restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Barraquet? Yes. Do you remember that place? I do. Right next to Katz's. Yes, that place was great. Is it closed? Yeah, they closed. Man, that's rough. I think they closed during the uh, pandemic. You know what my favorite place was though? Um, There's a spot down by NYU. I think it was on. Is it either on Sullivan or McDougal? I can't remember what. Oh yeah, there's a few over there. Yeah, there's a few over there. But my favorite one was was King Shawarma. It was, so it said King Shawarma when you looked it up, but when you got to the door, it said Alibaba on the door. So I'm not, I don't know. What, maybe King Shawarma is like the franchise, and they were the Alibaba logo. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, who knows? But um, man, they I don't. They didn't really do much different. It's just that their meat was always perfect. Yeah, always juicy. Always had like a little crispy bits on it. 
delicious. And they were, and you go, and that place looked like shit, bro. Like you go, <laughs> you go in there, <laughs> and it's like one I time. I came alive at like three a.m. Oh, for sure, absolutely. And you go into Washington Square Park, get your little soda, your beer, whatever, drink that shit, buy some weed, buy some weed from the Jamaicans, and then you're good to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> what was that half ba- half baked? He's like buying weed from Jamaicans in Washington Square Park. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. I love that place. And um, got to shout out Mike Moons. Um, another. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, those, that place is amazing. Yeah, and they, yeah. they they're like a, a local chain. They got like three or four locations, I think, within the New York metro area. I love finding a sandwich place like that that you go to a few times a week. Oh, man. And, and New York City, there's no shortage of them. There's no shortage of that. Yeah. And, you know, actually, I, I know I said it, this isn't pizza cast, but when I lived uh, in Jersey City, across the street from where I lived, there were two pizza spots right next door to each other. And, like, they, <laughs> like, they, they like, would, like, have these, like, price wars, you know, like, and... Oh, I, I only ever been I only ever benefited, yeah, <laughs> from these two. And you go in and like they were like from Palermo Sicilians, like both of them, like you know, they come, they come, they're like, hey, uh, buddy, what do you want, man? You know, like that type of thing. And you know, they they knew me really well because I was coming there all the time. Uh, really good pizza. Um, and this does apply. One of the best chicken parm sandwiches ever. Uh, and that was the spot on the left. Yeah, the spot on the left. I can't remember what it's called. Had the best chicken spot parm. So good. You know, Pilar, speaking of Sicily and, and Palermo, they have a, they have another awful sandwich that's kind of wild. They do a spleen sandwich. Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge awful dude. Um, now, I would definitely try the pig intestine sandwich. That sounds really good because I do, I do like tripe. I do. You know, I've had Stop, chip, yeah, I've had tripe is before. a big over there for sure. But I'm not a big sweetbreads dude. I really, I don't really like eating on gallbladder or whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> but you know, and you know, I tried it. I'm not, I'm not being squeamish. I just don't really like it. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. Brains either. I, I'm, I'm not a big brains guy. What about you? You eat say sauce? Oh, brains, brains. I tried. You know, I wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't that into it. I got textural problems. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the stomach sandwich, I like <clears throat> tripe. If they're no, if, if somebody knows what they're doing with it, it's good. Tripe, you said? Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, that is the, the shawarma. One thing I did want to say is I, 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 you know, unfortunately, you know, we don't get a ton of donor in, uh, America. I don't, I, I don't know if it's cause there's just not a lot of Turkish immigrants here. I mean, I feel like there are like. Turkish immigrants here, but maybe they're not the ones opening restaurants, you know, or, you know, it's, it's just so associated with Western Europe, you know, it's so associated with Germany and France and, yeah. you know, and I don't know, I guess it just, maybe it just wouldn't, I, I, I have no idea why we have no donor here. Of all the things we talked about, the only spot that I know in Cincinnati to go get something right now is Euros on Main. Oh no, man! There's um, there's like three spots on the west side that that do Euro. There's a spot I love on uh, Glenway. Um, there is a spot over by UC that does shawarma. There's two spots that do shawarma over by UC, um, University of Cincinnati. Um, and honestly, those are really the only spots I can think of. You know, so we have uh, we have like our 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 chili here, the Cincinnati style chili, uh, Matt. Yeah, sky high chili. Skyline, skyline. Skyline. Skyline chili. So were I to do a knockoff, I think Sky High would sky be a fantastic high chili for name sure. for that. 
we me and uh me and my wife were talking about uh when we lived in Brooklyn, we were like, we should do a we should do Skyline here in Brooklyn. It would kill in Brooklyn. And like we're like, yeah. well, if Skyline wouldn't franchise to us in Brooklyn, we're just doing a complete knockoff. It's gonna be called Cityscape Chili. we're just gonna be exactly like skyline and we're just fuck you we're just fine you know you want to franchise to us we're just gonna (laughs) but i think it would kill in brooklyn are you kidding me oh for sure yeah open till four in the morning like i'm sure you have enough people from cincinnati that crave it all the time oh man we used to have um chili parties in brooklyn and like 50 people would show up and it'd be people like it's just like, spaghetti and chili, right? I mean, yeah. But here's the thing about and other toppings, yeah, and and like cheese, uh, usually onions. If you want to do, we we set them up in what's called ways. So like a two way is just the chili and spaghetti. A three way is chili, spaghetti, and cheese. A four way is chili, spaghetti, and onions or beans. And so it's just yeah, the, the the more people get at it, the messier it gets. Well, yeah, I mean, but there's a specific way you got to eat it. You know, you're supposed to, you don't mix it up. You kind of cut it with your fork and eat it layered. You know, it's it's a you know it's a local delicacy like anything else. There's an etiquette to it, you know. Um, but it's really good. And then you can get a coney, which is a hot dog with the chili on it and spaghetti. I'm sorry, and uh, cheese. Uh, you can actually get a chili spaghetti sandwich yep. if you want. Yeah. But it's one of those things that people love to hate on because the chili is like real loose. It's not. It's not. It's not like a thick stew, like Texas style. It's meat chili. sauce. It's a meat sauce. It's more like it's bolognese. A meat sauce. It's more like bolognese. Yeah, yeah. No, it always looked like to me. It's I've a, never had it. It's a fucking. It looked meat like sauce, bolognese man. when I saw pictures of it. So, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? Shoot, man. All right, man. It's going to be the it. same questions I ask everybody, but you know, I love I love asking the same questions because I'm always intrigued at the at the answers I get from people. So we kind of went over it before, but. What's your favorite sandwich? Uh, where do I begin? Um, I really love um, an Italian combo, an American style Italian combo sandwich. Or, I mean, the Reuben. The Reuben's up there for me. I yeah, I love like a you know like an Italian combo. I love. I think I think last time we I think I said that was my favorite last time we asked this question. Mine changes. Yeah, I mean, changes every time. I, I love that sandwich. And there's all different types of Italian combos you can get. Yeah, but the one you get um, at the bodega or at the... yeah, Right. Yeah, with just like salami, fake-ass prosciutto. It's like... Um, yeah, I'm sure you see people on Instagram who chop up the... the uh, they chop up the, the little lettuce and tomato and onion with, mm-hmm. you know, peppers and yep. mayonnaise. Yeah, uh, like banana a, peppers, almost like a jardinera salad almost, like... Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> a sandwich. A Reuben, I love. Um, Nothing you know, wrong with donor. a Reuben. It's just, I love them all. Yeah. I don't, you know what? You know what? I think I'd rather have than a Reuben, though. It's just like a straight, straight pastrami, like just pastrami on rye. Like, yeah, there's something to be said for a simple pastrami on rye, must, even with mustard, mustard and like nothing else. Yeah, you know, like yeah, if it's really good pastrami. Yeah, oh, yeah. And sure. it, and like you know, there should be enough meat for like three sandwiches in it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's usually how they do it in New York. That's the Jewish deli, style. and then they also they also cost twenty five dollars. Shit, that's what so, they cost in like two thousand seventeen. What do they cost now? Maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's say you know, let's say you know what it sounds like, man. You like New York sandwiches. Those are all. Those I do are, like New York sandwiches. Those are all New York sandwiches. Yep. 
Yeah. So um, do you like or eat this sandwich, the donut kebab? I eat it all the time. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, I eat shawarma more. There's a donor place. There's there's more of them opening up that are like traditional donor, but I've had them. And like I said, they're, they're just, they're not, there's something missing in them mm-hmm. that I can't really figure out. It's probably, um, I mean, you're used but, to shawarma. Yeah, no, I'll, I, I have a place down the street from me called Tadouli that I really like a lot. I go there all the time. And then that place, Semka, the, the, the uh, Lebanese place. Is, okay. I mean, they're, they're killing it. They're really good. Um, what is the best version you've had? Set the scene for me. The best version of, of donor? Yes. It, it was in, it was in, um, it was in Berlin. I was there with my cousin. It was fucking January. So it was like freezing every day. And there was like one or two places that, uh, we would stop in almost every day and get them. And they were like $3 Ooh. for a big donor. And you could get it like wrapped or you could get it like in the thicker bread. And there was just something about the sauce that we used that was like so just like I couldn't, I, if I, you know, I, I would want to eat like three of them. We haven't really made much of the sauce. I mean, we talked about it, but I feel like that's, I feel like it makes or breaks the sandwich. It wasn't like a tahini sauce and it wasn't like a tzatziki sauce. It was more like it was kind of sweet, kind of spicy and sour. It was just really good. Yeah. Like, um, and, and that was like probably the best. And actually there's another place, um, that I was, I was working in London once and we would, we would have them like sent to set and eat them. They were really good. Oh man, that's awesome. I was, um, uh, back in 2006, my college friends and I went to uh, Switzerland. Yeah, I've probably told you about this a million times. And we took a, we decided to drive to Lyon to go see a, a band. And outside the venue, there was a, a a a food cart, a food truck, and they were selling donor kebab, but it wasn't on pita. And they were they they created this completely new version of it, served in like a soft baguette. Oh, really? And they stack it. Yeah. Like a French baguette, but not like a hard boulangerie style. It was like a, a it was like French bread, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they split that guy open, put the donut kebab in, and then a bunch of French fries on top of it. And yeah, squirted that. Dijon yeah. mustard all over it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It was so good. And yeah, I, that had, sounds pretty good. I had like three of them, dude. Yeah, which I was really glad because I was starving. We went in and we drank a lot when we when we saw this band, and I was glad to have something in my stomach. Who was the band? Uh, Broken Social Scene. You know who I saw two nights ago? Who'd you see? Cass. You saw Cass. I saw him. Yeah, I saw Cass McCombs in Indianapolis in 2019. It's the last concert I've seen. Like that was yeah. that was right before the pandemic. Pretty much, it was late late 2019. So. Uh, yeah, and that was a really fun night. Me and me and me and uh, Lil K went to went to Indianapolis. Went out to dinner. It was a really nice time. It was pre-child, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, another time uh, when I went to Germany, you know, I flew over, and I was supposed to land in Berlin, but the plane stopped in Cologne first, and then was going to travel to Berlin. But I was like, Cologne is an hour, like an hour away from Frankfurt. Or, or in from the village. So why don't I just get off in Cologne and just take the train there, you know? So that's what I did. And I got off the train and I was in Cologne. It was like early in the morning and I'm walking around Cologne and I'm like, this is a cool little town. I mean, I 
nothing's open, damn it. Except there was one little donor kebab shop that opened at like eight. Oh, nice. And I went in there and it was just like that first after air travel meal. I mean, what? I mean, there's nothing like that. Yeah. You know, like, and I was just, I was, it, you're, you're not, you're, you're never more grateful than that moment, you know, for what you, for, for what you get. And it was really good. And the, the, like the proprietor was really nice. He didn't speak any English. He only spoke Turkish and German and we somehow worked it out, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of those, like, go have it in Europe sandwiches, I feel like, or, you know, oh, yeah. I was in, I was in New York city, man. And my friend took me to this spot. It's definitely one of those types of things. There's places in Queens that are like really good. Oh, without a doubt. Um, but there's not, you know, like, I don't know. In man, it's not in Manhattan, but Brooklyn, there's not like a lot of like really, there's not really a ton good of Brooklyn. Ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you might find an odd bodega or something. It's like, whoa, you guys have a spit up in here? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like sure. That. There's that. There, yeah, it could be that. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about how, you know, um, these sandwiches like bleed from one culture to another. And there's this really kind of nuts thing happening in New York right now where there's a lot of these like, fast casual Indian joints. Yes. And they're making like they're taking naan, using it as like a pita, and then like filling it with like chicken tikka and a ton of other shit. And uh we got a spot like yeah, that pretty- here in, in, in Cincinnati. Um and they do pretty much that exact same thing, uh Kirito. Um yeah. and uh there was a spot there's like if you go over to Jersey City to like the Indian section um, Jersey City has a huge Indian population. You can get, they got those like little, there's like a spot called Roti Hut, and you can get roti sandwiches there too. So, yeah, I mean, I just never, I've never seen it like done with like, like the way they're doing it is like kind of particular, kind of burrito y. Like, yeah, and it's like, they're, it's not just like Indian food that they're putting in there. So there's like cheeses and stuff and like, yeah, and not like, Year, like, it's it's pure fusion. Yeah. You're saying like it's like yeah yeah, yeah it completely yeah. completely. It kind of sounds. Um, I want to go down to Houston and try that Viet Cajun. Have you heard of that? Oh, Viet Cajun. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. Absolutely, and that sounds fantastic. I really want to try that. Yeah. Next time, I'm, my my sister my sister lives in Houston, so next time I, I go see her, I, I got to go try the Viet Cajun for sure. Yeah. And the Tex Mex, and the just Vietnamese, and the just Cajun. And all that shit. Yeah. All that shit. <laughs> you know what they do really well in Houston, actually? Um, breakfast. There's like, they got a bunch of breakfast spots. Really? Like, yeah. And there was a spot we went to. What's, I think what makes it so special? Um, it's just like, they just aren't fucking around. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> like, it's just like, like you can get like a pork chopping eggs. You can get like fucking steak and eggs. You can get the chicken and waffles. You know what I mean? You can, it's just not, it's just no nonsense. They just like. Breakfast is a for real meal. Like you know, like it's not. Houston's a Houston's a big eating city. They got great food food in Houston. Shout out to Houston. Yeah, they do for sure. All right. So the next sandwich I had kind of was covered. I'm sorry. The next question I had was kind of covered in the last one. Uh, I said, if you had to eat one pita sandwich, where in the world would you eat it? You kind of answered it. Berlin. It sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany, probably Germany. Yeah, in general. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I think my answer would probably be Istanbul. I want to go. I want to try. I want to like try it there. You know? Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, straight to the source. Um, but it sounds to I've me. I've never like, been to Turkey though, so I don't know. Ne- I, once again, yeah, it sounds to me that the 
tradition kind of continued really in Germany. And it, it makes me wonder if it's like what it's like in, in Turkey, if it's like stagnated or if it, they, if it fell off or what, you know? Yeah. Um, cool. So do you have a drink pairing for this beautiful sandwich? I mean, probably beer. Um, like any kind of, uh, you know, like any kind of like, any kind of like easy drinking lager or, or ale. Always the, with. always the crispy boys always the crispy boys a crispy the boy yeah. yeah for sure sandwiches and crispy boys go hand in hand you yeah. know what my answer would be uh mint tea oh yeah mint. Mint actually tea. that place i was telling you about they they give you free like mint and hibiscus tea yeah and your sandwich. the only reason i'm saying that is because i've had that pairing and there's nothing it's fantastic that's the way yeah that, that's that the makes way. sense moroccan mint tea you know plus you're keeping it halal you are keeping a halal. You no alcohol over there, you know. Actually, Turkey, Turkey, they drink plenty of alcohol. They're not all. They're not all. Yeah, they uh, do, don't they? There's a lot of Christians, and I thought it was pretty kind of secular. Yeah, it's pretty secular there. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think I like mint tea. I like and or crispy boy. You know, like I could also I could also see like um, maybe like a gin based fruity cocktail. You know, like. Yeah, you know, like a gin and lemon. You know, I could see something tall and kind of citrusy and crisp. You know, Tom Collins with this Tom Collins. You know, you know, a sour or something like that. But the mint tea—that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I want, and I'll have a beer later. You know, mint tea with gin in it. (laughs) Ooh, gin, gin and mint. That's very, very British. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. All right, Dylan. We're gonna we're gonna send the, uh, the questions the category uh, 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 o meter over to you, and we're gonna ask Matt if this sandwich were a blank, what would it be? Ooh, I feel okay. This could be a good conversation. Uh, if this particular sandwich were a shoe brand, ooh, a shoe you, brand. Yeah, we've got a lot of competing. Like some of them are for style, some of them are more. You know, athletic, right? Yeah. Like there's a use to them. Work boots versus high heels. Like if the donor, I'm gonna say them, Skechers because I had some weird outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't on the level. Skechers because this is a knockoff ass sandwich. Because <laughs> I don't really know. What kind of Skechers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> is that your final answer? I mean, in some cases, yes, but no, I'll, I'll take, I'll give it a little bit more respect. I like, I like Skechers. Great. I think this sandwich um, deserves better than that, buddy. It, it does, but you know what I'm saying. Sometimes, like it's, um, like, let's see. I, I mean, there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole section in this Wikipedia page that's just about health concerns. Health concerns? <laughs> so. On Skechers? Or it's, on, at the, or, it's at or, the very bottom. Or specifically for shawarma. For specifically for Sharma, I swear to God, go to the, health go to the donor kebab. Go to the donor kebab page. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. Health concerns. Oh man, I, I guess I didn't get that far. Just like, uh, but I, okay, so I would say, oh, man, this is such a tough question. I like Skechers though because because Skechers are cheap. And yeah, you, you they're utilitarian. Find, you can find them anywhere. You know, like pay. You know, pay less. Walmart, Target, <laughs> and that's like kind of how when you go to Berlin, the donut kebab is, or when you go to New York, the shawarma is. It's just kind of everywhere. Um, so for some reason, I'm like feeling like a work boot. Like Dylan said, he like I don't know why. There's something like very like 
So you think the shawarma is a utilitarian sandwich? I mean, all sandwiches are kind of. Yeah, it's not but, wrong. Uh, but it is. But this one is just like it's just like heavier, heartier. Uh, I feel like of all the sandwiches we've we've talked about, this is more like more than anything. This is a street sandwich. You know, like yeah. this is this is street meat. You know what I mean? This is this is. You know, there's no peanut butter and jelly carts in New York. You know what I'm saying? There's no, no. there's no ham nah. sandwich carts. You know what I mean? Like it, it's what you see is halal carts, hot dog carts. There's there's another sandwich you get on the street. I like Skechers actually. Now that we're talking about it, I think I like Skechers. Man. <laughs> the only difference is that Skechers are stupid and ugly, and uh, Shawarma's fantastic. Yeah, Shawarma like looks good. Yeah, Shawarma looks Shawarma looks like a a, a Nike Hirachi. Yeah, looks like a looks like a, a, a Jordan. <laughs> but I don't want to run anywhere after eating a shawarma. I never. I don't want to like run anywhere before. I'm, I don't want to run. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So I know you're not a food professional, uh, but I'm going to ask you this question anyway. How would you take this sandwich to the next level? What would you do? Next level. How would you punch it up? Um. Oh man, yeah, this is not a question for me. Uh, I enjoy cooking, but I don't know really. Yeah, what I'm doing in terms of like elevating something. I mean, I would say like I would add um, hot cherry peppers. That sounds delicious. Um, a a new sauce, some kind of like really like thick parsley sauce. Maybe. Oh yeah, I've had it that I've had it with that like a parsley, like a parsley mint, a parsley mint, um, like a tabbouleh. Yeah, I like yeah. tabbouleh, but more sauce than tabbouleh. But like, like, like maybe like spun it, spun in a Vitamix or something, and then like, yeah, yeah. almost like a pesto, but not with um, basil or nuts. Yeah. yeah, actually, shit, throw some walnuts in it. Why not? More good. like you know, like a, you know, like a, have you ever had sh- uh, shrug? Shrug. Yep. You know that sauce, like mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, no, I know exactly. Like, I know yeah. exactly the texture. You're talking Mintier, about. fresher. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah, that, that, that's good. And then, I mean, is there a cheese that can go in there? I don't think cheese belongs in there. Um, I mean, maybe like a uh, fresh, like farmer's cheese. I could see like you kind of like spreading that on the like outside of the pita before you do everything, or crumbling it in. I was gonna I can, say I that. Totally see that. There's Mediterranean style salads with the cheese, cr- the feta crumbs, the, like feta, like feta style. Yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah, feta exactly. works. Yeah, gouda maybe. Yeah, but I think I don't think this sandwich really needs cheese. I think it's it doesn't really need cheese, yeah. but I just like to put cheese on everything. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, oh, the BLT. Uh, it's like the BLT. Like cheese would just kind of get in the way. I think, and we actually said that on the BLT uh, episode that a shawarma is kind of in many ways closer related to the BLT because of how much of like the salad is a component of this sandwich. You know. Right. Um, and then there's like a, a mayonnaise equivalent on there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of a creamy, a creamy sauce. Yeah, totally. You know how I would take this sandwich to the next level, Matt? I'd love to hear it. Fucking nachos, bro. Shawarma nachos. Big like, shawarma. You know, there's a, there's a place actually near me that does that, but not with nachos with French fries. Oh, well, it's just yeah. they do like a thing of French fries and then just dump all the farmer shit on. Them. Okay, well, I take it back. French fries. That sounds better. No, I gotta I gotta stick with your nacho idea because well, like you, then you've got the though, opportunity right? to call the business schwachos. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just dope. <laughs> Schwacho, do, do nachos. Do, 
Cabachos, dude. You cabachos. I like that. Yurachos. Swachos. That's fantastic. Oh man. TM everybody. We started two businesses tonight. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I could see like some like some of those like Stacy's pita chips. Shave the shawarma on top. Oh yeah, that cream sauce. A little bit of like um like some of that tabbouleh um um kind of sprinkle on top. It, it could be a damn good. Bring the cherry peppers in, slice those on top. I, yes, please. Now we're we're out of sandwich territory, but you know we just deconstructed it. That's all. You know. That's all that. That's all that happened. That's all we did. Yeah, man. All right. So, do you have any final thoughts, hot takes, poems, odes, haikus to get mm, to this particular? Um, uh, I'm probably going to get one tomorrow now, but I've been talking about it all night. Yeah, I think me too. Um, I think that, you know, Shwarma, keep up the good work, buddy. Yeah, you did, you did it. You, you did, you did it. it. <laughs> you reached it. You're in the sandwich pantheon. Absolutely. Top five for me, for sure. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, yo, Matt, this has been real fun, man. Um, you got yeah, me. man, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. And you, you got I would me. love to do this again. You, you're welcome to come on. Absolutely. Um, so you, we can talk about what what sandwich would you want to do if you came back on? I don't know. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. All right. Well, we'll get back. Um, we'll get back to that. And you know, because can you cover like a lot of sandwiches under one umbrella with ham? Or something like that. Yeah, it kind of ends up being that way, you know. Like when we do when we do the chicken sandwich, we're gonna, we're gonna have to cover a milanese, the Popeye chicken sandwich, all that shit in one uh, Nashville chicken. I love that Popeye you know, chicken sandwich. It's real good. It's <laughs> really good. Popeye chicken sandwich is damn good. It's its own thing almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it spicy with extra pickles. Hell yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that ends up being how a lot of these go where, you know, I want to talk about one type of sandwich and then inevitably it's like, well, we kind of have to just cover the category here, you know? Yeah. Um, the one way, one time we were able to, to do that is with the French dip because there was enough material for me to just talk about the French dip, but ultimately it's a roast beef sandwich. You know what I mean? So we'll probably get into roast beef another time, and it'll probably be more of a comprehensive coverage of the roast beef sandwich and where we include all variations, um, you know, minus the French dip. At some point, we got to break into fish sandwich, too, because we haven't done any. We fish haven't sandwich. done any. You haven't done any fish. No fish. Uh, I do have. You some could do a whole episode on the filet of fish. You could. <laughs> you could. But I, I've done a little research on like on like the tuna sandwich, like tuna salad sandwich. But I think what we'll have to do is like a salad sandwich episode like so tuna salad chicken salad egg salad you know what i mean because that's really its own category i feel like you know oh there's a there's a there's a um semka the actual that place it's named after the semka sandwich what is which that? is like lebanese tuna salad mm. it's so good it's not what you think it's like really spicy it's kind of like that? a niswa almost right like it's got like no it's not it's no. like um no no it's like an, it's no, it's just like this mix of tuna and spice. It's really good. That sounds great. Um, one thing I, I just realized, well, we never categorized this guy. Um, oh, the shawarma? Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean? Like, so, you know, we've been kind of trying to find uh, how all these sandwiches, 
you know, I've been trying to create a system of where all these sandwiches are related to each other. You sandwich know? taxonomy. A sandwich taxonomy. Sandwich taxonomy. Yeah. I love and, it. You know, I mean, I think right off the bat, I would call it a flatbread sandwich, you know, and, you know, immediately it's related to the burrito. It's related to the taco. It's re- you know what I mean? It's it's related to lavash, you know. So, you know, I think that that kind of I think I think that's it. Um, I'm trying to think what else, what other properties it can claim. You know, it's not a deli sandwich. It's not a cold cut sandwich. Obviously, it's cooked for sure. I mean, I think you kind of nailed it. It falls in between. It kind of falls in between, like a um, de- like a deli sandwich and a also a a taco black bread yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but I there mean, is like crossover in like the deli sandwich because you know yeah. BLT shaved meat. Yeah, shaved meat. I mean, you know, it's a it's a. I mean, we can probably just call it a wrap. You know, I mean, uh, I know that that term's a little loaded because they can be so shitty. So t- like wraps can be really bad, yeah. but. I mean, it's a. I mean, it is a wrap. It's robed. It's a robed sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep it a little more elegant. Yes, it's a robed sandwich. You know? Yeah, I like robed. <laughs> robed. Let's call it a robe. Hey, there we go. There, it's sandwich. official. It's a robed sandwich. It's I think. a robed sandwich. It's yeah. in a robe. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody. Well, I want to. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank uh, Matt for coming on and uh, talking with thank us. Thank you. I am Kevin Holmes. My pleasure. Uh, Producer Dylan Foreman was here. You heard him. Uh, I want to remind you that Sandwich Cast is run by amateurs. I'm not a food historian. I'm not a researcher by profession. So if there are errors, you know, let us know, please. And we will definitely issue corrections. Uh, Please hit us up at sandwich at sandwichcastpod.com. Or you can hit us up on Instagram. Our handle is at sandwichcast underscore podcast. If you have some thoughts, questions, concern, I would love to spark further sandwich discussion with y'all. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone.